Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh, guys, I just want to give I just want them fired so bad. Anyway, all right. So we got Detroit and the Los Angeles Chargers here in this one. It is in Los Angeles, Detroit on the road, favored at minus two and a half with an over under of 48 and a half. Detroit has been six and two against the spread and the Chargers never do what you think they're going to do. I'm going to take Detroit here to cover at minus two and a half coming off the bye week. If it wasn't for the Jets being the Jets, I don't think the Chargers would have won on Monday night because they didn't look particularly good to me. They just, you know, they're better than Zach Wilson and the crappy Jets. Justin Herbert, I am still playing him as a top five quarterback. I know it was rough. Um, I, I want to say this. The, the one thing I'll say about the Chargers, they weren't impressive at all, like I said. But there's been this weird backlash of like people trying to throw Herbert under the bus from a fantasy football industry perspective and like getting pissy with Quentin Johnston and like, I'm like, oh, Austin Eckler didn't look great, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, they were just playing the Jets, right? Like, I feel like a lot of that got like tossed away. Like, the Jets aren't some like upper echelon elite defense, which they are on a Monday night football game. And it was on the road where the Chargers never perform well where they go from west to east coast. Like, we know that, especially offensively. So I would have cut Justin Herbert and Keaton Allen and Austin Eckler and all those guys a little bit of slack. I mean, am I missing something here? Was that game so bad that you guys just like want to harp on them, Adam? No, not really. I, I agree with what you said. Uh, it seems like expectations were a little high for them. It was the prettiest game in the world. No. Uh, did Herbert play especially well? No. Uh, was it so bad that I'm like dropping him for the rest of the season? No. Like, it's fine. I think it's more yeah, so, Dan, yeah. the combination of you haven't seen Justin Herbert have the big games. He hasn't been what people thought he was going to be. He has the, the offense in general isn't pushing the ball. I don't feel like everybody expected this high flying offense to kind of explode. Austin Eckler isn't running the ball for shit right now. So I think we look at the combination of things that are going on. It's people kind of being upset about what they've seen optic wise going into last week. I don't disagree. The Jets defense is great. They made everybody look like, you know, all the different quarterbacks look bad as Robert, you know, pointed out earlier in the season. But I think, Overall, the Charger offenses hasn't done what you expect them to do. Quentin Johnson has been the no-show for the entire season. So I think you're getting a lot of people just kind of frustrated about what they've seen for these guys over time.
Look, I understand that there's been you would want to see more out of some of these other guys. I get all that. And part of this has to go in the equation that they lost Mike Williams earlier on. That's kind of thrown a monkey wrench into some of what they were trying to do. But on a points per game basis, Justin Herbert's still the number three quarterback in fantasy overall. So that's where I get lost at as far as having unreasonable expectations and acting like they didn't just play the Jets on Monday. I just, I just wanted to point it out because it seemed like it was the hatred was going a little bit strong. Uh, I do have Jared Goff as a top eight play this week as well, uh, which is, you know, hey, that's a testament to where Detroit Lions are because before I would never play golf no matter who it was on the road. Now I actually don't fear it as much because I know play action is going to be there because this man. Especially in LA. Huh? Especially in LA. The cold weather is where you worry about Jared Goff the most. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. No, 100%. But I'm especially happy because David Montgomery's back in the building. This is what we're going to get into, Chris. So he's my RB8. ECR's got him at 15. Apparently, people are more cautious than I am as far as what the roles between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs are going to be. And Gibbs was impressive in the last couple of games. There's absolutely no doubt about it. But David Montgomery's the number one running back in this role. Most importantly, he's the number one guy who's going to get the red zone looks in this offense, in this role. Chargers have allowed the 13th most points to running backs so far this year. Now, consequently, I'm also higher than ECR when Jameer Gibbs. They got him at 19. I got him at 13. I just think both these guys are borderline RB1s, high on RB2s. I think this is where the offense is going to flow from. Chris, how do you see this rotation breaking down now? Yeah, I think it's still going to be Montgomery predominantly because the red zone usage, as you talked about. And I just, I test-wise, Gibbs played really well. The team overall wasn't as impressive. They barely beat the Raiders by, you know, it was 26-2014. Um, they got blown out the week before. And when you see Gibbs play, his his he's definitely a good elusive guy, had a lot of big, big play opportunities, but he doesn't necessarily bring the physicality that Detroit kind of seems to pride themselves in. And when Montgomery does play, the team plays much more aggressively, offensively, much more physically. So I think Montgomery's going to be the guy, but I think to your point, both these guys are going to be able to eat for the rest of the season. And this is one of the more uh, confident backfields I, that I am in, one of the tandem backfields. Talk about the guys like Zach Moss and other guys rotating Kareem Hunt. This is an offense where I actually think the Nick Chubb Kareem Hunt kind of applies more so of a couple of years ago. No, and I think if you're a Jameer Gibbs owner, this is where you should get excited that Jameer Gibbs played well enough where I don't think we're going to have this scenario where Gibbs wasn't getting the role that he should have earlier in the year as the main pass catching back. I think he's played himself into a role. They now trust him on third downs. They trust him to protect the quarterback, and therefore we're going to see more of the split that we probably thought we would see in the beginning of the year with David Montgomery playing more of an early down red zone role, Jameer Gibbs getting more involved in the check down in the passing game and still getting sprinkled in for those eight to 10 carries during the game as well, which is why I'm also higher on Jameer Gibbs than the ECR is. I'm on Ross and Brown. We love him. I got him as a wide receiver two this week. Keenan Alney keep playing him as a wide receiver five volume guys, consistent floor guys. Quinn Johnson. This is where we're going to go to Adam here. Now, this is what was funny to me. Everyone's bashing Quentin Johnson. He's not getting involved as much as they would want him to do, or he's not being utilized as much as they would want him to do. Everything looked bad on Monday, and yet I got him at wide receiver 58, and ECR's got him at wide receiver 46. So still kind of putting him in that like wide receiver four dart throw territory, which I thought was kind of funny. Here's what I will say. Quentin Johnson, last week with no Josh Palmer, and Josh Palmer out for the next four weeks, did finally play, I think it was 92% of the routes, if I remember correctly. P played like he's a starting wide receiver, 
it just feels to me that the Chargers desperately want him to be something he's not. And even though the last couple of weeks they started using him in the screen game, this past week against the Jets, they kind of got away from that. They just look like they want their offense. They want the guy opposite of Keenan Allen to be a big deep field threat guy. And with him not necessarily being that guy, they just don't seem like they know or care to use him how he needs to be used. Do you see it that way? Do you think without Josh Palmer, we'll be talking about Quentin Johnson in a better light soon? Or do you just think it's going to be more of the same? I think they have been trending in the right direction, kind of to your point with his usage this past week, got a little bit away from it. But I mean, they were targeting him underneath when they did target him. They just didn't target him that often. Um, But I think it gets better for him than at least was the start of the season. And of course, actually playing helps. Um, I don't know if I'm going to see him in a role where I can, you know, looking at him from a fantasy perspective anytime soon. Um, which is a little disappointing. I did like him coming in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think he makes up some positive ground. I don't know if it, he makes up enough for it to matter. Yeah, you know, I think that's fair. Uh, Dynasty-wise, though, I still still love him, by the way. Sam Laporta, top two tight end for me this week. And Joe Everett, Donald Parham, whatever you want to throw in there, trying to avoid that group of tight ends unless one of them were to fall at some point. Any other notes for this game, guys? All right, let's go to our next.